Monday, August 10th, 2009. Welcome to the Real Marketing Bowl podcast, where we expose the scum of the marketing community. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Real Marketing Bull. My name is Bo Bennett. And I'm Ryan Levesque. And we are the two that are going to expose some more Marketing Bull for you today. Uh, how are you doing today, Ryan? Fantastic, Bo, and yourself? I am doing just great. I am excited to talk about this topic. This is a big one, and uh, you know it, because we're always coming across these sales letters. And oh, yes. We, we just love stopping what we're doing in the middle of the day and say, oh, my God, did you see this? <laughs> <laughs> Could you believe what this person is saying? Or uh, I cannot believe this person actually wrote this. Are they serious? Right. Yeah, so uh, this, this is definitely going to be a fun episode. Why don't we start out by kind of explaining what a sales letter is? Sure. What, what, how would you define that, Ryan? Well, a sales letter, uh, I think mostly as we're going to be talking about it today, is related to the internet, uh, an online sales letter. But sales letters go back. Um, you probably still receive them in the mail. I know I do at least a couple of times a month, whether it's a charity looking for a donation or some wonderful product um, where there's several pages of copy convincing you of the benefits of purchasing this product. and Now! What it, <laughs> That's right. Wetting your appetite for, for what's inside and making you feel like your life is going to be a miserable failure if you pass up this opportunity. Um, that's, uh, that's the sales letter. Then translated onto the internet, it's pretty much uh, the same formula, uh, but usually in the format of a pretty static web page, lots of text, um, rolling, as you always like to say, Bo, like a long roll of toilet paper. The toilet paper web pages, sure. <laughs> That's right. It just keeps scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. Right. Uh, reading all the wonderful benefits, testimonials, and uh, Until again, you that, just cannot wait to rip out your credit card. That, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, hold me down. I'm buying this product now. <laughs> I don't know what this product is exactly, but I'm buying it. I know that That's I need right. it and I definitely want it. That's right. Uh, good point though, Ryan. Yes. This sales letters aren't completely new to the internet. I mean, they're, they're new with the, uh, the advent of the internet, but they've been around for a long time in paper form mm -hmm. and they're also in video form or television form, and those are referred to as infomercials. <laughs> That's true. That's basically That's true. what they are. It's, it's just a, a, written, a written version of an infomercial that right. comes across good on a web page. All right. So sales letters are – we know what they are now. Now, Ryan, are sales letters effective? Uh, are they effective? Um, for some people, they're extremely effective. Although, I, you know, there are people posting some amazing claims. I mean, I know personally in, in uh, my life there have been some times when I've, I've uh, been sucked in. Even you mentioned the, uh, the infomercials. I remember as a kid <laughs> running to my mother and begging her to buy this HashiPur HP 9000 cleaning <laughs> product <laughs> because it was just so amazing. And she, she watched the infomercial with me and agreed to buy it. And man, that stuff just stunk so bad. And I think we used it one time and it like took all of the color out of the uh, piece of clothing we were washing it with. Oh, so yeah, I think they can be very effective, but I, I think there are probably just as many people, if not more 
people who have sales letters online that are doing nothing for them, um, you know, because they're just ripping off what other people are doing or, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. There's just such a density of them on the internet. I, I can't imagine everyone is uh, laying on the beach in Tahiti somewhere just, you know. Even if they like say collecting they are. Collecting the checks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're probably not. Right. <laughs> you did mention something that the sales letter is good based on the product. Depends on what the product you sell. And I would also add based on the audience, based on the market you're going after. So mm-hmm. if you were to if you were to divide your product or service into two categories, one would be uh, well, what the product is exactly, define it a little bit, and the other category would be your market. Define your market. Who's your market? Who are the type of people that are buying this? I think right then you'd be able to answer if a sales letter is right for you. In doing our research on the sales letter, once again, I want to put this disclaimer here. We've come across many uh, documents on how to create a sales letter that made perfect sense. Once again, very good and very effective marketing. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the marketing bull. We're talking about the people who take it to the next level, who start adding lies, deceit, uh, and all that crap that they throw in there. That's what we're talking about when it comes to sales letters. So yes, sales letters can be effective based on your product and your audience, but they could also hurt you in a major way if you start picking up a lot of these techniques, trying basically to take a shortcut and right. uh, and by by throwing these lies and deceits out there in order to, because you think you're going to get more business because of it, but almost always in the long run it ends up backfiring. So and think about it for ex- for example, how come Ryan, when was the last time you bought a car? Uh, about two years ago. And did you go on the internet and did you look for sales letters that, that tried to sell you your Honda? Uh, no, that I didn't no. do. Did you see any sales letter type information that sold you on a Honda? No, I can't say that I did. No. When I bought my Apple computers, I didn't see anything from Steve Jobs with a big picture of Steve Jobs' face saying, hey, you know, come on and buy my computer. Act now. <laughs> And, and of course, you keep on going down and down and down until he throws in. And if you act now, I'll throw in a copy of this and blah, blah, blah. You don't see that. You don't no, see that it, when you're buying cars. And if you act now, I'll personally guarantee that you'll lose 15 pounds <laughs> yeah. in the first three months Why of using not? the computer. Why not? Throw that in there. You don't see that when you're buying uh, these kind of computers from these big-name brands. You don't see something right. from Bill Gates selling his Microsoft software this way. When, you, mm-hmm. when you're going to f- choose a doctor, you don't see doctors doing this. And there's, <laughs> there's a reason for this, and that has to do with credibility. You're uh-huh. going after a certain audience, and I don't want to say that everybody who uses these products are, are going after uh, people who are less educated, a little bit more emotionally inclined to act. Bottom feeding? Uh, uh, bottom feeding, that's a good way to put it. I'll hint at that, that that's, that's what people are doing when they're writing sales letters. But I don't. But you're not going to come right no, out and say it. I'm not going to come right out and say it because I, I can't say with 100% certainty that that's what people do. But right. let's just assume. All right, yeah. now let's get in some of the real bull. Now that we know what the sales letters are and who they're geared towards and the products and services and so forth, let's talk about some of the specifics in sales letters. Ryan, why don't you kick us off with... Uh, with a tidbit. Sure, yeah. Well, I think one of the the most common characteristics of these marketing bull sales letters are uh, the exaggerated claims. Lots of really inflated claims in terms of what what you can expect to happen, the results you can expect to achieve, and you know, however much time. 
Um, some of the things that stand out in my mind are um, uh, seeing a product or, or some kind of system that you can buy into um, that's going to be, quote, like a vacuum sucking money straight to your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty and, powerful visual image there. Yeah, it isn't, sure is. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's I'll, a question, I'll, though, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. If, let's say you, you do have a product and service, and let's say that you have 100 customers that have used your product or service, 99 of those customers either lost their money, didn't make any money, or made like a dollar, but one customer made $100,000 out of some complete and total fluke. Is it not okay for you to say, make up to $100,000 with our product? Oh, the old up to. Didn't, didn't we just to. talk about that on our last episode? <laughs> we, we might have slipped it in there, yeah. Right. The whole up to. Yeah, well, uh, you know, well, I guess that, was that a question? <laughs> it was a question. It Is was it a okay? question. I... I I think it depends on the situation. I mean, I, I would imagine in most of those cases, the uh, intent is to deceive. Uh, exactly. They're, they're very good about putting a disclaimer at the end of the, the sales letter. I mean, not everyone, but a lot of them do. Usually with, with a, starting with some remark that their lawyers are insisting that they put this on here. Yeah. Um, our lawyer, not that we need to, because right, it's completely but our, legit. But our lawyers insist they're, that they're we making do. us do this. Yeah, right. so watch out for that term. And the results will vary um, right. based upon your determination, your hard work, your ability to follow directions, all these different things. All right, so that's that's interesting too. The disclaimer. Let's uh, get back to that in a minute. Uh, but back to the other question: Is is it yeah. okay to say up to? If one person, or let's say like two people out of, or like one-tenth of a percent of the people actually had those kind of results. Yeah, I guess it's technically, it, it's technically that's, technically um, that and would not legally, be a lie. Right, but once again, morally and ethically, if we're talking about legitimate <laughs> marketing here, you are right. deceiving people because when people see that, whether it doesn't matter what words you're saying, the message you're getting across is there is a pretty darn good chance that you're going to make this amount of money mm-hmm. if you buy our product. That right. is the message that comes across. Whether it, it is meant to or not meant to, that's what people understand. If if you say make up to $100,000 a month, people will expect, well, okay, maybe I'm not going to make that much, but I could get at least pretty darn close. So yeah. it's kind of like the law of averages. If this is this is my litmus test, if you want to call it that. If I were to make a claim like that, if we had a uh, hundred customers, and let's say fifty of those customers were making a thousand dollars a month, and then um, a few of the customers were making I don't know five thousand dollars a month or, or something a little bit more than that, then it wouldn't be too bad because your your claim of make up to is closer to the actual norm than the norm actually being everybody losing money. Right. So there's definitely a fine line there, and I think it comes down to, once again, individuals and how desperate they are and, and how much they're willing to to uh, go in the gray area or bend morally or ethically in order to, uh, to, to sell some crap or product. Right, right. Right. And, okay, now to the disclaimer. An- another question there, is it okay to say whatever you want as long as you have a disclaimer that tells the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I would say no. <laughs> right. Because uh, you, you've already done the uh, 
basically done the lying if you've right. got you know a little fine print down at the bottom so what i mean you know that's like um the the fine print that nobody ever reads of course yeah i mean that's sort of like um I don't know. Let's say uh, you're married, and um, you, you know you, at your wedding you, you have your vows that you're going to be faithful right. to your wife or your husband. As long but as we're in the, it, the zip code. <laughs> yeah, or, or you know you've got a little um, disclaimer written out on a, a sheet of paper in your jacket pocket, stuffed in your your suit or your tuxedo. Yeah, and your fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, come on, you know what? What's the message that you're? you're trying to give the disclaimer is i mean it's usually in tiny grayed out print hidden at the bottom so when the disclaimer is used to actually clarify what you are saying or what you are trying to say fine but if it's used to completely turn around or let you off the hook for something you already said then you're in trouble sure yeah all right sure yeah i mean you know sometimes legitimately and i think this is what you're saying bo on a whether it's an advertisement or whatever it happens to be there may be some points that that you need to uh, you need to um disclose Mm -hmm. but it would just kind of you know kind of throw off the whole mood to have it (laughs) in the in the text of the main copy and so you know you might have a little asterisk next to the price and you know an explanation that you know this price is only good for a certain time or this doesn't include xyz right you know so yeah Yeah. all right uh the next thing i want to talk about is the time frame this Mm. arbitrary random time frame that you have to act and if you don't (laughs) act by that it's you're under the impression that that offer is not going to be valid anymore this once again is something definitely not new to the internet just using internet technology people are able to take more advantage of it with the use of javascript and stupid little programming tricks but think about any infomercial you've ever seen ryan oh yeah oh, oh, oh yeah or, and not even yeah the infomercials or the 30 second uh, uh buy buy the cd album and get the next one free if you call within the next uh, 20 minutes or the next you've 15 got, minutes you've got the countdown clock on the screen right And, of course, the funny part about that is you'll see the same commercial like two hours later and the countdown is still the same place where it's been. You'll see it next week and, of course, the the countdown is still there. Uh, On on, uh, testimonials, on web-based testimonials, not testimonials, uh, web-based sales letters, it's the same thing. You see this arbitrary deadline there act within the next 20 minutes or within the next 10 minutes or uh, by midnight tonight, and they have the date, like August 10th. Oh, my goodness, they actually put the date in there. So that wow. must mean that that's a real date. No, it doesn't mean that's a real date. <laughs> it, it must be a God thing that yeah. I just happened to stumble upon this. This is, this is right destiny. Right the offer is about to leave the table. Destiny is telling me something. This is amazing. No, it's a little one line of code of stupid HTML, a JavaScript that you put in there that shows the current date. So if you go, and I'll tell you this for a fact, because I checked out a bunch of these sites on on Friday, and I looked at the dates, of course, and I checked them out today, and of course the dates were today as well. So the date keeps on changing every time it hits midnight. Right. So what they're trying to tell you to do is act now. They're trying to put a sense of urgency. They're trying to get you to act on emotion and not get off the page and have time to think about it. Now, what these marketers will probably tell you 
is no, we don't. We want you to to respond to our offer as soon as possible. We want to make it easy for you. We don't want you to go somewhere else and get a worse deal and just out of convenience sign up on their page because you're tired of looking. So they want to put some sense of urgency there. The truth of the matter is, when they pull tricks like that, they're trying to deceive you. They're making you think that this offer will not be good if I take my time to think about it, if I come back tomorrow, if I investigate this a little bit, if I Google it and see what other people outside of this website say about it. So that's that's the whole trick there. Now, Ryan, I've never seen anything like this before, but I, I happen to see a disclaimer about this on one of the terms and condition pages, like way, 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 way down at the bottom. Ooh, really? And, yeah, this is kind of interesting. It says, limited time bonuses and other time limited offers. The free bonuses and free lifetime update offers do not in any way constitute a limited time offer. <laughs> the limited time offers do not constitute a limited time offer. You like that? Uh, nice. What it states is that I only guarantee that the bonuses and up, updated uh, are updated, I think you meant, if you order prior to a certain date or time. That does not mean you won't receive the bonuses or updates after that date, only that I won't guarantee it unless I change the date. <laughs> and they say residents of Ohio will receive the bonuses after that date because I believe there's a, a law in effect in Ohio that you can't pull that crap. Uh, so, uh, so that you have to have something like that. They don't allow that marketing no. in Ohio. No, they don't. <laughs> I think I'm moving to Ohio. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so what they're saying basically is, th- forget about the dates. I-, I could still, if I choose to, I could offer these products to you beyond the date. That date's only there to guarantee the product, not to guarantee that you're not going to get it. So it's uh, w- once again a little. It's it's definitely um, there to deceive somebody to make you think that it's not going to be available, but now they're, they're getting themselves out. They're writing themselves out of that little loophole by, by putting in that uh, excessive verbiage there. Mm. Well, there's, there's another layer of this onion of the, the whole sense of urgency thing, Bo. Mm-hmm. And um, that is the fact that the folks who are doing these pages are playing on the aspect that most people are more motivated by the prospect of the pain of loss right as opposed to the prospect of gain uh and and you know you see that with the sales letters you've got the sense of urgency if i don't act now i'm going to miss out on this chance that i won't happen right. you know have happen have the opportunity to take advantage of again um, now certainly I, I think the folks doing the sales letters are playing up the uh the prospect of gain part of the equation as well. I mean, again, we talked about some of these crazy, um, uh, you know, claims, exaggerated claims of what you can expect in terms of results and that sort of thing. Sure. But they they usually do have in there, uh, even in addition to the whole sense of urgency, um, that they, they cover the, the pain of loss by saying things like, you know, you can pass up this offer and continue with the crappy results you've been having exactly <laughs> you know, they never fail to point out the fact that you're there reading their letter looking for that their kind of offer because you didn't right. act in the past you weren't that's right yeah you, you, you you're were, already a loser exactly <laughs> <laughs> so they like to they like to try to get you with that one Mm. Uh, and then, and then to convince you that even though you're a loser, you can still do it. Right. They'll they'll tell you things like it's a bulletproof system, or it's um, 
it's not a skill you have to learn, but just a simple formula or a pattern. Uh-huh. I can teach it to you in five minutes. It's so easy. Even a monkey could do it. Exactly. <laughs> so basically saying, look, you're an idiot. I know it. You know it. So let's just admit it and move on. Right. <laughs> Once again, it's the, the kind of audience that you're actually going after. People who mm. don't want to learn, people who don't want to take the time because they, they maybe they've, they just don't have the patience, they don't have whatever. Uh, they don't have the, the the capability, the intellectual capability to sit down and read something and study something for a half hour. So they they want it easy. They want sure. the, the easy system. And when somebody's trying to hit you that with that with um, that hot button, you know that there's trouble. That should send up a red flag right away and say, you know what? Maybe I do want to work for it a little bit. Be like that one percent of the population that actually does do something and get something in return instead of the other 99% of the people out there who want something for nothing. Right. And, Bo, you and I both, we know enough people who've, who've bought into different uh, schemes, if you will, <laughs> via should, a Should we start letter. naming names? <laughs> <laughs> we could. Uh, but, you know, so often we hear the same thing. Well, it was only $27 right. or, or $99. Or $999. Exactly. Or, you know, $5,000. And what if it really does do everything that, you know. Isn't that a chance worth taking? There you go. That's a good line. Most people (laughs) never take these kind of chances, Bo. I'm taking this chance. (laughs) Yeah. We heard the stories. And it's too bad, too, you know? Yeah. All right. uh, You have one, Ryan? Uh, Sure, yeah. Uh, Bo, have you ever been to Tijuana? I've never been to Tijuana. No. Uh, well, you've been to Rome. Yes. Um, by the Trevi Fountain. Uh, Do you ever have um, the uh, folks selling roses? Oh, yeah. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say selling roses. I should say bearing roses because <laughs> right. ostensibly they're not selling roses, but they, they're very good at coming up to you and trying to hand, you know, your hand wife you one. exactly. Rose. That's right. Right. Um, they want to get you to hold it to, to you know have it in your hands and then they'll even maybe walk away for a little bit and then come back and say all right pay up give me the money <laughs> and and you know you're thinking at first wait i thought this was a gift and now you're turning on me and saying that i'm supposed to pay for this rose and then out of obligation maybe you feel like okay i you know i, I guess i should cough up the bucks especially because i don't want to look like a putz in front of my wife oh, you know, of course I'm, I'm, I'm classy enough to drop 10 bucks on a rose yeah <laughs> so I, and i'm going to bring this back to sales letters i promise but one other example for those who've been to tijuana something that's very common in tijuana i, I remember uh, shopping there several years ago and i don't know i was looking at some knockoff oakley sunglasses or something like that and uh, the uh, gentleman working in the stall was uh, insisting that i try them on you know he wanted to get the product in my hand he wanted me to try them on then he's rushing over with a mirror so i can see how they look and there's a similar uh, phenomenon that takes place with the sales letters and that is often these marketers are trying to get the product in your hands ahead of time and they'll often do that by claiming that they're going to take all the risk on this one they're going to give you the product let you use it for you know 30 days or 10 days or whatever it happens to be and that if you don't want to keep it if you decide it's not right for you all you need to do is just 
you know, just cancel. And and we'll even let you keep some of the free bonuses. To they boot. are going out on a limb for you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm really putting myself out here. I believe in this so strongly. But I, I think what they're trying to do is, like I said, get the product in your hand because you'll maybe be uh, too embarrassed to cancel or maybe just most people are lazy and won't take lazy the effort. Lazy and forgetful. Those, That's right. Those are the two terms that describe the majority of people that respond to these kind of programs and sales letters. That's what they are. They know they're lazy. That They're hitting on all the hot buttons to sell them on their laziness. So, of right. course, they're too lazy to cancel. And if – this gets in a little bit more of the scam part about it. But if you, if you create a number that – like a telephone number that makes you wait on hold for 15 minutes or makes it difficult to cancel, like you actually have to write a letter. Mm. Remember right. when we joined Gold's Gym? Oh, my gosh, yes. And, and you know what? Well, no, tell the story. Yeah, we, we joined Gold's Gym at the uh, at the other office building where we were, and to, to join, all we had to do was just give them our credit card number and sign a piece of paper, and we were done, like right there, walked in. But when we tried to cancel, we had to write this letter that had to have all these certain points on it. I mean, letter, who writes a paper letter anymore? I mean, right. come on. So we had to write a letter. We had to send it to this address. It and had to be sent like certified mail or uh, yes, like some it was special the delivery. Biggest, I was so pissed off because they make it, it – it, it should be – canceling should be as easy it, as buying. It should right. be the same, if not easier. It should not be the other way around, and they just they just went over the top with that. Yeah, and I have to tell you about just last week. I was weeding out some of the files in the office, and I came to the Gold's Gym folder, and I just I couldn't I couldn't toss it in the trash. And the reason was I'm just so afraid something's going to come back, and we're oh, not going to have the documentation to yeah. to say, "Oh wait, we canceled that. I've got a copy of the letter right here." We're going to see like a three year charge. Like what? <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, you signed in the fine print. Exactly. Yeah, but once again, that that gets a little bit on the uh, the scammy section. But but uh, your your points well taken. Uh, they want you to try everything because once you try it, you know you, you'd be just too lazy or whatever to uh, right. to give it back or embarrassed. You know, I, I I just saw a pretty golden line in one of these sales letters um, just recently, Bo, and it was in talking about how you have the opportunity to cancel. And um, we'll give you a full refund and all of that. Well, there was this line here from this very prominent uh, internet marketer, guru. And he says that, quote, there will be no hard feelings and we can still be friends. <laughs> still be friends. Isn't that nice? I think Isn't that nice? I know the internet marketer you're talking to because I, you're talking about because I saw the uh, I got some some good stuff from that same letter. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, all right. On that topic, you mentioned we could still be friends. Another big bull that I can't stand, a bull move, is when they start off the letter, Dear Friend, mm. you're not my friend. I'm not your <laughs> friend. Don't, right. don't try to pretend that we're friends. You're somebody who wants to sell me your lousy product. So I'm nothing more than a prospect to you. Don't it, it at least acknowledge me as a, uh, you know, I, I don't even mind like future millionaire or uh, dear uh, future whatever, future entrepreneur or t- something, but don't call me your friend. I think that's just so sleazy. Mm. That, that always irks me. So yeah, the whole it, we could still be friends, you know? I mean, come on. I think he was probably saying that a little bit in jest. Uh-huh. Uh, but the whole dear friend part, that's, that's uh, a, a marketing gimmick because you want people to believe that they are your friend. 
You want right. to sell to friends. You don't want to sell to strangers. You want to sell to friends. Right. Well, you know what, folks? It takes a lot more than a dear friend to make somebody your friends. And if yeah. they do, you, you got a, you got a problem there. Yeah. You, you know what, though, Bo? I, I, I don't think it was in jest, this whole line about we can still be friends. Because I think people look up to this particular guru and feel like, all right, this is, this is kind of someone on my team who you know, believes I can do it. Uh, and yeah. you know, you feel like, well, if I sign up for his program and then cancel, I, I don't want to betray him like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I, I think it is kind of, you know, <laughs> even putting more of it on his shoulders. You know what? I'm still going to respect you in the morning if you cancel. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I got to do a little aside here because this is total marketing bull, but it has nothing to do with sales letters. Uh, we, we should probably do a whole episode on this, but I want to tell the story, and you're probably aware of this. This is the whole the gurus. When you go to see a guru, when you go to the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's very cheap to get into this one. Sometimes it's free. Sometimes it's incredibly cheap compared to the rates that they normally charge. I'm thinking about somebody in particular where this actually happened, but I don't want to mention the name. Okay. Uh, he, um, well, it's a man. He gave this big seminar, pumps everybody up, and uh, that's right. This is one where um, you do have to pay in advance. You, you pay for it, but he guarantees you if you do not like everything you hear and if you don't think it was worth <laughs> at least 10 times more or something ridiculous like that, you can get 100% of your money back at the end. All you got to do is right. you just go see somebody. Right. So, of course, when you have a group of 1,000 people or something, there's going to be a percentage of the people who say, all right, you know, I, I want, I'm going to get my money back. I thought this was okay, but it wasn't, it wasn't like what he was saying. Or, so, in fairness, there'll be people who will say, you know what, screw it. I'll just go. I'll get the whole seminar. And then at the end, I'll tell them I didn't like it. Exactly, and get my, get my money, money back. back. Right. I'm not so there are those people too. There are. There are people both ways that bend the system. So mm-hmm. you, you go and you see this guy. They put you in a room. This And this is firsthand information, actually secondhand information from, from a, somebody I know well. They put you in the room. And then the guru himself comes in and will talk to each one of you. And say, so what, you know, what didn't you like about it? What didn't you get? And How did I let you down? Exactly. <laughs> put you completely and totally on the spot. And you're, you're, this guy is like, you know, international hero. Right. And what pressure. <laughs> and then maybe after you're like, uh, okay, well, I, may, maybe I did get enough out of this. Or, and and they'll, they'll do whatever. So um, they put that incredible pressure on you so you don't actually want your money back. And then by the end, after, you, after he goes through everybody, very few people, if any, want their money back. Right, right. Uh, so. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brilliant marketing bull. So be careful there. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about testimonials for a little bit. Testimonials, of course, are when somebody on a sales letter site will write about your product or service and say something good about it because you don't want somebody saying something bad about it. Or if you did, you wouldn't put it on your website that tries to sell other people. The problem with testimonials, for the most part, is when A – they're fake and they're made up. Yep. <laughs> uh, B, when the the person referenced is like a, a Jay Smith from whatever, from Texas. Right. Very general where you can never look this person up or get some information about them. Or, of course, if the person is nothing more than an affiliate of your product, and of course they will say anything about it because they want to sell more of the products. And because their page is going to be linked to from that your page. sales exactly. page. So, hey. The majority of testimonials I have come across on these sales letter websites fit in those categories. Or a third category is the the photo of the person giving the testimonial is a piece of clip art. 
<laughs> and I know that because I'm very familiar with Clipart, using Clipart being in the graphic design industry and, of course, doing all the graphic design for our sites. I know what Clipart looks like and I know the professional quality of the models and I even know some of the models, not personally, of course, but I, I, I recognize the faces. So right. when you see these same people and, and give, supposedly giving this testimonial, you know it's fake and made up. And you could tell because when people send in their own little webcam snapshots, they look crappy, you know, they, but they're real. But when you get like a professional model, <laughs> like whether it be a guy or a girl, you know that it's, it's really total crap. Right. Um, so the, be careful of the clip art testimonials as well. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, a lot of times the, uh, the testimonials will play right into the exaggeration uh, one that jumped jumped out at me is I would have paid ten times the price just yeah. for page five of this ebook. <laughs> uh, you know, he, it, yeah, yeah. Would maybe they have. really would have. I, you know, who knows? But right. uh, it it just seems a bit spurious. Right. Yeah. Of course. All right. Uh, v- a very specific time frame. This is kind of like borderline good marketing technique, marketing bull. So I don't want to. I don't want to harp on it too much. But a lot of times you see like uh, it will take you only two and a half minutes to do this because instead of saying two minutes, two minutes, everybody says two minutes. You know, like around number two, three minutes. But if you say two and a half minutes, that number has more credibility. Uh, this is done. because it, because it sounds more specific. Exactly, that, getting it's, more it's not specific. a round number. Yeah, uh, here's something I found in a testimonial that that hits on that exactly. Uh, and then sometimes though, when you get too specific, you look at it and just say, "All right, this is crap. This guy is totally full of it. There's no way you have that information that specific, and you're just making it up." Uh, this is a good case in point. This was a testimonial on one of the sites. This is a great easing. Ninety-three percent of others I receive are a waste of time, and I barely read them. Ninety-three <laughs> percent of the e-zines that he reads are a waste of his time, and he barely reads them. Oh, jeez! But this is a great one. So, you know, where the hell did he pull that number out of ninety-three percent? Do you think this guy's like a calculus major, maybe, and he has this whole <laughs> thing in spreadsheets and has all the? Well, this is categorized as a waste of time, technically. So. Uh, let's get the standard deviation of this one and uh, starts tapping away on his keyboard. Uh, this equals 93%. He probably spared us. He probably had like 93.26%. Right. Pi. He, he was just being kind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> By rounding it up for us. But honestly, that tells me that this guy just totally made that number up and he's just exaggerating. He's full of emotion. He's trying to throw a number out there. He's using the technique that people tell you to use in these sales letter writing skills. Use a specific number. Don't, don't be general. So basically, he's abusing that technique using it incorrectly, which makes it look like total bull, which it is. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I just realized one we missed on the whole sense of urgency, Bo. What's that? There's another bullet under there, the, the whole only allowing so many oh, to, go, yes. you know, to go at this particular rate. Right. Um, you know, which is uh, I, I'm going to be pulling this offer very soon, or this is only we're, we're only going to let two thousand people take advantage of this. Um, and sometimes you'll even see you know a number crossed out. You know, it started <laughs> yeah. at two thousand, then it went down to fifteen hundred. They keep on crossing it out. Yeah. I better act fast before they keep crossing it out more. And, because and now there are smaller. only three left. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Yeah. There are very few programs that are actually limited due to space. And you could use some common sense and, and do some basic mind calculations and realize if there is some kind of legitimate uh, limit to a certain offer. For example, if it's a physical product that you're getting, like like a book, uh, maybe the printer did just a certain run or CDs, or if there's a program that involves one-on-one education or personal consulting, that makes sense. I mean, th- there could be a limit to that. But when you're selling like an e-zine or a newsletter or an information product that can be sent to a million people, there is no freaking way that a person, a, a marketer, is going to turn down all this money coming in just because. <laughs> right. You know? So, yes, that is that is total bull. Yeah, it's it's costing me nothing to send out this, you know, whatever, this this electronic product. But if if <laughs> never mind, you yeah. said it best. <laughs> so why we're on why we're on electronic products, here's another yeah. piece of marketing bull. The majority of the, pro- the products you'll see on the sales letter are, are f- like fully download electronic ebooks or something that costs them nothing that has re- no real value. So it, it, what the marketer needs to do is they need to build up value in the minds of the, the prospects. One way to do that is by using this um, uh, Photoshop plugin that makes like just a little ad look like an actual product box. So you'll see this all over. It looks like a package or it looks like a real three-dimensional book. And you, oh, the, you the really can't tell the difference. Creator. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't really tell the difference because it looks like a book or like, oh, wow, this is like a whole CD set, like a physical product that has value. But be careful because when you see this, the only point of that is to make people think that you actually put money in investing in making a product because it has more credibility when, in fact, you probably spent uh, – I think that, that those stupid plugins are actually free that allow you to do that. I don't think you have to pay anything for them. Uh, I know I've seen sales pages advertising them. <laughs> oh, okay, so maybe it's like, you know, 20 bucks or something. Your ebooks, your ebook scale, uh, I can't talk, your ebook sales will skyrocket with this easy to use <laughs> right. plug-in or and, whatever. And why, in, in my mind, why is that bull? Because you're deceiving people. You're making people think it's a physical product when in fact it's not. You're making people think that this is what they are going to get, like a physical product uh, that looks like this, but they're not. They're not going to get it. They're going to get something completely intangible uh, that gets sent to you over the internet in in terms of like an ebook. Yeah, to, to me that one, Bo, I, I would say is uh, is on the line yeah. for me. I I don't know that I'd really call that one marketing bull. I I think there's something to be said. Oh, for, there's a bull element to it. <laughs> but you there's something to be that. said for giving an electronic product kind of a, a branded look. Um, so I I mean I can I can see your point, but I, I maybe I'm just a little bit more forgiving on that one. That's that's fine, purely acceptable <laughs> because I can see the other side of it as well, but. Uh, but I still think there's a, there's an element of deception there, and that's what I take offense to. Yeah, and you see that for software too, for software downloads. Yeah, you know, see the you, the same product used to give it. A, you know, looks like you're going to get this three dimension large package. Which I mean, what the hell do you care about the package for anyway? But yeah, it, who, but who as really you say. It makes it look like it's something, you know, that there's been a lot of development costs exactly. put into. Exactly. Uh, there's this perceived credibility or, uh, that goes into the company or this uh, this value as a result of of 
going through R&D and creating this package and having your design right. department and, and putting this together and, and you have the money to actually do it. And that's the part that's deceiving and manipulating. Right. Maybe, and, maybe, maybe it's more accepted in the community now, the internet community. Maybe people see those things and they, and they don't make that association. They say, all right, this is just some uh, you know, easy cover creator. I know what that is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Now, <laughs> interestingly, though, another aspect of that as we're talking about ebooks is a lot of times what what people are selling is something that's in the public domain. You know, like a, a book that was written before the year, whatever right. that's in public domain that basically anybody can republish, or something that is more uh, recent, but that the content owner is selling master seat reseller rights for so that you know you can pay a sum of money and basically get the rights to take this content maybe create your own cover for it your own sales page and sell it for as much as people are willing to pay you yeah uh, but you know it's it's really like i said in some cases free information that if you're savvy enough to google you could you could find it and not have to pay a dime exactly and uh, the last point that I had is the – you don't see this too often, but it definitely comes up, and we've seen a perfect example on it. Actually, uh, we, we couldn't mention this company name because it was written up um, by the Better Business Bureau as a scam warning, and that's the uh, – uh, oh, geez, Twitter uh, profit machine? Uh, uh, no. Um, is that it? Th- this – Oh darn it! You know, I wish I had that name in front of me now. It's on my other yeah, computer. I, I, uh, Twitter Profit House. True, Twitter Profit House. Okay, Twitter That's Profit right. House. On this page, they have the logos. First, uh, first it says to the left, it says "as seen on" and "trusted on," and then it has the logo for MSNBC, ABC, CNN, like tons of like big name credible media sources. So you mm-hmm. wonder, wow, the, this company was talked about and, and interviewed and on all these different stations. I mean, that's what you're led to believe. Now, nowhere – I've done tons of research on this and nowhere have I seen any mention of this company or this service on these sites with the exception of the article that everybody picked up on how this company is a scam and mm-hmm. – also Google ads. And I think that's where they try to get away by doing this because CNN, MSNBC, they, and other major sites, they will run Google ads. So if you're part of the AdSense network and you go into your AdSense account, you could select which sites you want to be seen on. <laughs> like right. trusted on, I think that's total crap. But of course, maybe that's why they're, they're um, recognized as an obvious scam site. Uh, Right. But be careful when you see things like that. Be Try to get in touch with a company and say, well, what do you mean you've been seen on and entrusted on? Can you point me to the URL where you were written up? And most likely they will not be able to do that. They're probably going to show you a Google ad or something. Hmm. And I have to say one good thing about Twitter Profit House is they actually do have contact information on their site. I just uh, went to their site, twitterprofithouse.com, and it says, we are sorry, this site is no longer in service. If you need service or support, you may contact our customer <laughs> service department at, and there's an email address and phone number. <laughs> really? I, I just went to that site. Uh, really? How yeah. long ago? Like an hour ago. Huh. Well, huh. something happened. Interesting. Uh, maybe something we're talking about two. Yeah. Interesting. 
Well, maybe maybe if you if you've been to the site before, you could see it on, on a certain computer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, that's all I have in terms of the the sales letter. Do you have anything else? Um, yeah, one more thing, and that is it's it's interesting to me that a lot of the folks who are doing these sales letters are. Um, I'll say pretty fa- friendly with spam methods. Do, do you think that's a, a I fair think that's generalization a very fair to yes, make? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. No question. But um, I don't know that I've ever seen one that didn't promise something along along the lines of, "I hate spam just as much as you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I promise I will never sell your." In you know that's the operative word right there. Perhaps I will never sell your information to any other third party. Exactly. But, but what they do <laughs> often do, they may not sell the information, but uh, many of them are are quite uh, handy at trading lists with uh, other folks who have complementary products and saying, "Hey, I'll I'll give you a, a thousand or let's change that number." Uh, 500,000 contacts from my database in exchange from the same number from your database. Um, yeah, so or, yeah, or joint ventures. They do this through joint, joint ventures. ventures. It's, it's a more yep. legitimate way of doing it. Instead of actually giving up your list, which most marketers don't want to do, they will say, let me just take your product and I'll send out your product to my list and you send my product to your list and we'll each do it to 500,000 recipients. Right. So people, So the marketers maintain their own lists but yet you still essentially get spammed by a third party. Mm-hmm. It's just a, another way. And, but, you know, they hate spam just as much as we do. That's right. <laughs> you know it. Uh, so overall, I am not a big fan of the sales letter. I've yeah. actually created a sales letter for one of my products just because we have a lot of customers, Ryan, that demand sales letters because they think that sales letters are the key because that's what they've been told. And maybe for their products, maybe they are. Of course, if you, once again, if you do the legitimate sales letter, keep out all these uh, BS techniques, there's, there's nothing wrong with it if your product and your audience fit. So uh, I had to put together a sales letter for my product, which happens to be a, like a CD book set. And uh, out, out of curiosity, I ran that ad in Google and then I ran my main website page that doesn't have the, the sales letter site. And I ran them both side by side to see which had better results. And mm-hmm. I still had my, my plain website got better results. Uh, well, you know why. That's why because that? you, you didn't buy the uh, $99 Damn, sales writing copy course. <laughs> I'm sure page five is worth 10 times as much as I would yeah, have paid it, for it. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe maybe because I didn't use any of those techniques, any of the right. techniques that we talked about here. That's why uh, I didn't get the kind of results. Mm. All right, that's interesting. So once again, to sum up, sales letters, not bad, but bad sales letters, bad. <laughs> Very true. It, it all comes down to the intent and, and who's writing it and what you're putting in there and, and how much you intend to manipulate, deceive uh, other people. So uh, don't be bad. Be good. And don't be fooled either. That's right. All right. uh, If you have any comments about this edition of Real Marketing Bull, please let us know. You can send send an email to podcast at realmarketingbull.com. You could post on our Twitter account. We'd love to get feedback via Twitter. And that Twitter account is marketingbullsh. 
and it just ends there. Marketing bullsh. Uh, because real marketing bull didn't fit, and somebody already had marketing bull, so we had to get that. Or you could call us up, leave a voicemail. Ryan, what's that number? One eight 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 four five one eight eight six two. All right. We look forward to hearing from you. We'll be back next week with another topic. I don't know what it'll be yet, but I can guarantee you it will be good. There's plenty of uh, plenty of bull to yeah. go around. And if you do have yeah. any ideas, anything you want to share with us, anything you want us to talk about, go to realmarketingbull.com, and right on the top there, you will see a link that says click here to share your bull. And it says if you act in the next 10 minutes, then no, it doesn't say that. <laughs> It should. It should, though, but it doesn't. (laughs) All right, folks. uh, Thank you very much for listening. My name is Bo Bennett. And I'm Ryan Levesque. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See you.